With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Dr. Carol Francis Talk Radio Show. Let's make life happen together with authors, scientists, researchers, both inside the box and outside the box of understanding so that you can live a life full of your success, curiosity, enjoyment, happiness, and richness of life in every respect. Let's go beyond our limits and let's help others go beyond their limits as well. Welcome. Today's program is brought to you by PLR Institute Advancing Past Life Research. They have a wonderful writing seminar that's all about you progressing in your creative self, uh, directed by Dr. Marjorie Miles and Dr. Heather Rivera. Today, Dr. Marjorie Miles is going to bring to you information about how she coordinated her recovery from cancer associated to creative writing haiku in particular, in this wonderful 30-minute interview. And she will be one of the two leading presenters of this seminar, May 3rd, 2014. And you can register for it at uh, 310. Oops, let's see. That's the place where it's going to be located, which is going to be the Marion Joseph Center at 5300 Crest Road, Rancho Palos Verdes. And that telephone number is 310-377-4867. You can register for this particular uh, seminar through Dr. Heather Friedman Riviera, and she has been one of our speakers in our previous radio show. And her number is 714-580-8803, 714-580-8803. So after listening to Dr. Marjorie Miles today about unlocking the genius of your dreaming mind, unlocking the creativity inside you so that you don't hold on to damage and grief associated to physical and emotional states that are inside of you. And you can remember you get to train with Dr. Marjorie Miles and Dr. Heather Rivera uh, May 3rd, 2014. And for those listening to this long after that is over, you can contact these individuals as well for their next upcoming the Right Time, a special one-day writing retreat. Enjoy this program. Be inspired, be creative, and be true to yourself. Hello, everybody, for joining us at Dr. Carol Francis Talk Radio Show. We have another wonderful individual who's going to touch your soul, I can tell. She has written a book called Killing Haiku. Haiku. Of course, I know this way. I pronounce it like it was Italian as opposed to. Her name is Marjorie Miles, and she's a doctor of clinical hypnotherapy and marriage and family child therapist. And this is about a poetic prescription for, guess what, folks? Surviving cancer. And I'm going to have her introduce herself. She's going to take us to an amazing experience. So help us touch our soul today, Dr. Marjorie Miles. Welcome. Well, thank you. It is such a pleasure to be with you and to share the story of how Healing Haikus came about. Mm. Um, I was 
actually going through cancer treatment for lung cancer. I had been through a so sorry. I thank you. <laughs> thank you. It's a miserable cancer to get. It's a miserable cancer to get, and yet there have been so many blessings in coming through the experience. Um, I wouldn't want to go through it, um, but what happened is after it was in uh, 2010 when I had been diagnosed with uh, lung cancer, so I had surgery to remove the lower left lobe of my lung. Oh my gosh. Then I had chemotherapy, mm -hmm. but it was what really was miraculous was in the last part of my treatment, which was radiation, I was literally sitting in my doctor's office. And I work with dreams. So that was sort of the background that I brought to all of this. And, um, and so he was late for the appointment. And I happened to have a piece of paper and pen to write down um, you know, our discussion is always like, well, what's your latest symptom? Are you, how are you doing? Is, is this normal? And I would write something down. And, but he was late, and I was bored, and I just said, I'm going to go to my dreaming place. I'm just going to relax and invite a daydreamer. Just, well, I had barely closed my eyes, and I heard a voice. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. First time in your life? I don't know if it was the first time in my life, but maybe it was the first time I paid attention. All right, so you heard a voice. Okay. So I heard a voice, and the voice said, very explicitly, in a very loud voice, you need to write a poem. Well, I thought I was nuts, and I thought the voice was even crazier. Because I said, I literally was starting to argue with this voice. And I said, what is poetic about cancer, and about wow. cancer treatment? Of course not. Of course not. So, go away. You, you obviously have made a mistake with somebody else, and the voice just disregarded my own arguments and thought and said, and it needs to be a haiku. And right. I thought, what the heck? Wow, it's combining rhythm and, okay, go ahead, language. Yes, oh, interesting. Yes. So, and I thought, what was a haiku? What is a haiku? And then it came to me that I maybe in high school, I had written, a, yes, it was coming to me, a three-line poem. Mm -hmm. Three simple lines, mm -hmm. but it could only contain 17 syllables. Right. Five syllables in the first line, seven in the second, five in the last line. Right. So, here I was, with a piece of paper and a pen, and a poem started coming to me. I started writing. And I had a poem. I had a haiku. Well, the doctor finally arrived, and he was kind of harried because he'd been late. It was like, sort of, okay, you know, talk to me. And I said, I just wrote a poem about radiation. And, yeah. And, it's like, and I said, and I'd love to share it with you. I just felt compelled. I was like, I had to tell somebody and tell him right away. Well, you can imagine he was really thrilled. He was late. You know, <laughs> I'm talking. I have a poem for you. you know? <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, You're trying his bedside manner. <laughs> yeah. All right, share it. And as I began to share this poem, my hands also started moving. So I'll share the poem with you. Oh, wonderful. 
radiations zap. Search and find the mutant cells glowing, going. looked at my hands, I heard the sound. Something really profound had just happened. Unexplainable. Mm-hmm. The doctor and I, it was like the stunned silence between two, like what the heck happened here? And then I realized mm-hmm. in that moment, Carol, that this poem, these three lines, became a divine container to hold the essence of the human spirit, even when the body is vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And it was, it changed my life. It absolutely changed my life, writing this poem. And when I came home and I shared it with my husband, and I, the hands started moving all over again, I'm doing it in a clap. And he was like, wow. And he said, you know what? Why don't you challenge yourself to write three a day? And I thought, wow. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of interested in this. Where is this going to take me and why? What does it have to do with cancer? And, and I began that challenge. And I started writing. And I start, and it became not only the journey and a place to reflect, rest, recuperate, understand, hear my voice for the first time in these little, little homeopathic Words. I mean, it was like, because haiku, I discovered, is you cannot hide around a big word if you're feeling fear, if you're feeling sad, if you're feeling joy. Too many syllables. <laughs> you just get down to the little essence mm. in this little container. Mm. And it was such a place to, to hear my own voice mm. and the truth and the wisdom that I didn't know I knew until I wrote, that came back to me, and my muse came back to me. So this whole creative part of me that I had disowned came back through the cancer experience. And it has been so incredibly profound. And so I heard the voice again later, and it told me, you have to write a book. And this is the book that came out of that experience. And then I heard the voice again. Two years later, mm-hmm. after I was in the process of writing the book, the voice said, you need to start a creative, actually it was an expressive writing group. And Carol, excuse me, there are a few little things here. Um, so <laughs> this is a room filled with natural naps. Yeah, so there so, we go. So <laughs> the way we make, the interview make, room is in the midst of nature. Yes, and, and I'm trying to <laughs> be poised. <laughs> <laughs> we just sort of whack those naps. But then I had why did you crawl up my nose and in my ear? We need so. to make a haiku about the nap. We will together. <laughs> so um, I was oh, so I heard the voice again, and this time I'm, I really start listening. I mean, I this voice. I believe it's really my soul's voice, Mm -hmm. just giving me the guidance. Um, It's so unexplainable, but Mm -hmm. but I still am shocked by the direction 
that, or the, 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 the guidance it gives me, so I heard the voice again and it said, you need to start this expressive writing group. And Carol, I swear to you, what that sounded like to me translated was, you need to start a band and you play the tuba. It was like, like yeah, where right. is this coming from? Wow, yeah. So I said, okay, I'll do this expressive writing thing. Um, I'll do it for four weeks and see what happens. Hmm. It's two years later. Yes. And the most remarkable things have happened. Like what? Well, for example, Heather Rivera. Yes. <laughs> um, started coming to my group, and she, she's an incredible person. I know you've she's had her. She's a good writer, yes, right. She's on one of the radio shows, yes. Dr. Yeah. Heather Friedman Rivera, yeah. Yes. Well, the, I, what, what came to me, I just have to back up just a little bit. So after I started the group, being a clinical hypnotherapist and used to working with induction and dreams, this whole idea started to take shape of using dreams to inform and our creative spirit, to, um, to get in touch with it, to inform it, to use dream and dream work, and a guided dream, a waking dream, came to me. Mm. And so I started using that as the way that we start the writing is to let us all get in touch with our own creative spirit, hearing our own voice sometimes for the first time, mm. sometimes like for myself, remembering it, mm. reconnecting. So I started using that um, guided dream meditation. Okay. And Heather was one of the people who heard the voice of Tess, her protagonist. Oh, yes, the and their book, The Quiet time. Waters. Mm -hmm. Don't you love that book? Yes, absolutely. I love it. <laughs> I can't wait yeah. for the rest of the series. And so she heard, and we all heard in the group, Tess, her character, speak for the first time, and Tess has not shut up. <laughs> wow. she's, she's now part of the whole series that she's writing. Right. And what I feel that the joy and the passion of this group is hearing everyone's unique voice, helping them find it, help letting them hear it, and hearing it in a, a safe environment where we're sharing it, it becomes almost a heart song. Everybody's part of that melody. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's just it's becoming my passion. Okay, so now you have... You're going to give us an opportunity to do our own dream with your muse meditation. Yes. yes. I'm looking at the scripts, folks. <laughs> and so this is an opportunity for you to use a dream you slip into during the day consciously. Yes. It's, it's as a form of what? Healing, self-discovery, connection. It's connection with your own creative spirit and the voice that comes through that. All right. Walk us into it, folks. Okay. Here we go. What do they need to do to prepare? Well, first of all, I would like everyone to have some writing okay. material right next to them. So just have your pen and paper <laughs> Okay, ready. pen and paper. Here Start we go. Ready. And the beauty of this is there's nothing about doing this. It's just allowing. 
Oh, wow. Okay, good. So this is going to be a, a closed-eye process? Okay. Is that something we can do here? Yes, of course. Okay. Let's do it. So I would invite everyone to just close their eyes. All right. And take a nice deep breath. Okay. Because that's, yes, that's great. And through the breathing, easy breathing relaxation, is one of the ways that we do invite the muse and creative energy to come to us. It's through relaxing and allowing. So as you continue to relax, I want everyone just to be aware that you're taking your time now, your own time, special dream time. And so on the inhalation, just imagine breathing in the calm and peace of the moment and breathing out any stress or negativity or anything that you just want to blow away and there's nothing you need to do. Just sit back and enjoy the feeling of being supported. Supported by the universe. Supported by the chair that you're sitting on. And just allowing yourself to become more comfortable and feel that support. And you find that you may be relaxing even more sinking effortlessly and deeper into the chair and into relaxation. And as you continue to relax, you may notice that the humming sounds of the day become more and more distant, allowing you to tune in to the stillness and the preciousness and the gift of this presence moment. And as you continue relaxing, you notice something wonderful is happening. The more you relax, the stronger the connection you make to the part of you, the part of you that is the artist of the everyday. The part of you that desires to express itself in fun, inspired, and inventive way. The part of you that speaks to you in daydreams, sleep dreams, and in guided waking dreams. The part of you that is the muse. So I invite you now to find the place in your body where this creative energy lives. Perhaps today it may show up as a sensation, a sound, or an image. Know that whatever comes up for you it's absolutely perfect. So just allow and be curious. Now move this, this creative energy into your heart space and let it fill up the entire area of your heart. And notice how your inner dream muse energy is now circulating from your heart 
throughout your entire body and into each and every single cell of your body. It's like a giant light switch has just been turned on. And each of your cells is glowing with brilliant illumination of imagination and self-expression. And with your next breath, you find you have entered the creativity studio of your dreaming mind. And inside the studio, you see beautiful paintings and art pieces on display. And you may hear soft, inspirational music playing in the background. And as you take your next relaxing breath, you find that you are inhaling fragrances. Fragrances from healing plants, flowers, perhaps elixirs that just delight your senses. And glancing about, you see row upon row of books of every description lining gleaming bookshelves. So with this inspiration, consider it an invitation to become aware again of your inner dream muse energy. And sense it traveling down your arms now down to your hands and your fingers. These are the fingers that in a few moments will transport memories, ideas, and images residing deep in you that are now ready, ready to be brought to life on paper, easily and effortlessly, without judgment or censorship. You may even feel your fingers beginning to tingle now with an aliveness you've never even noticed before, ready to pick up a pen and to start writing. So before you start writing, just remember that whatever you experience is absolutely perfect. So write from that place about judgment and if you can write about the experience itself, you can write about the muse, you can write anything that you want right now. And if you seem to be drawing a little bit of a blank, start with once upon a time and then write quickly. So allow yourself now to open your eyes to a soft focus, pick up your pen and start writing. Beautiful. Folks, at this point, if you're listening to the radio show, you can turn us off or put us on pause and start your writing, and then return for the conversation. But we're going to continue with the interview. What sort of things have people been able to heal or connect or discover by following through on this uh, awakening of the writing, creative, expressive self? 
I think it is hearing their own authentic voice. Finding that voice and using it. And using it, um, we have people in the group that just come and they started, um, another person in the group um, had actually, this is again very exciting, um, she heard, uh, she wrote on the paper um, her name and we have missed you. And it turns wow. out we have missed you was two characters from a book, it's been a book or a play, she's kind of deciding what she wants to do with it, and, um, but 12 years, these characters had been waiting mm. for her, and they had missed her. Mm. We miss you. Mm. Another, um, there's two people that are co-authoring uh, a blog now uh, huh. that has to do with, it's called Wahimi Wednesdays, Oh, interesting. And these are these remarkable women who are surfers. They're in their early 40s. Mm. And their whole mission has been now to help restore their own stoke, their joy. Oh, nice. And, <laughs> yes, and to really learn the lessons and teach the lessons of their spiritual connection to the ocean and what it means to ride a wave and to be fearless. And they committed to 52 Wednesdays of surfing together regardless. It's a commitment and they're, and they're writing about their experience. So the range is unlimited and people are finding their creative spark and, and following their voice and their passion and sharing it and bringing it back out into the world. It reminds me of uh, narrative therapy where they say Sharing your narrative has a healing component, or it reminds me of shamanism where you go and you can retrieve a portion of your soul that you might have lost, which is what you mentioned in your first example. Tell me about surviving cancer and working that through in this method, entering into it, and haiku entering into it. Well, it was, like I said, toward the end, actually, of the treatment, but what it allowed me to do was to reflect on the journey, to heal, to restore, to understand and get a deeper message. It was, what I learned was that cancer was a chapter in my life, but it was part of a bigger story. And the meaning was of this experience was to bring me to a larger story of my own life and to help others find their larger stories mm -hmm. and to look at each of the chapters and how we really are writing our own story and not mm -hmm. allowing somebody else to hold the pen. <laughs> wow. And your whole idea that it's a chapter as opposed to the beginning and the end. Yes. And it's a chapter that ends and begins with turmoil in between, but it's just a chapter of so many other chapters. It brought me to this place of, of finding my real passion because one of the things I discovered in writing the book was um, that I had, um, I had lost my muse. That when I was younger, I, mm -hmm. I, I used to draw, I used to paint, but I neglected it and it left me. And then when I was in my 30s, I, was, I started to do community theater. 
but the demands of my professional job that I was on call after a couple of years, it, the demands of living, I just said, too time consuming. Mm -hmm. And then, and while I was writing this book, I remembered, um, I retrieved a lost memory. It was so repressed. My creative self was so repressed that I had literally forgotten Carol, that I was a writer for six months. I was hired as a writer while I was transitioning from psychotherapy to uh, when I was entered academia as a professor. I was teaching then uh, psychology. <clears throat> During that time, though, I was really burned out from my clinical work. So I said, I want to do something creative. And I actually got hired as a writer for a company called Soaps by Phone at that time. Oh, how interesting. And it was a fun job. I had literally repressed that memory. That's how, how, how far away, how out of touch I was from my own creative self. Okay. Just when feeling good, it's time again for treatment. Fear, but keep going. Follow schedule. Get chemo. Three weeks cycle. Be bound for two weeks. Wow. They tell such stories. Think what's accomplished. Only three months rounds to go. Bolster my spirit. Can-do attitude. Important. Stay positive. Feel bins love. Hold hands. Just stories in each of those. Yeah. Reams and reams of feelings and events that you're capturing in those Three lines. Thank you. And I started writing the book just as haikus, but then I realized it needed a narrative. And then mm -hmm. I actually added some photos, too, because I oh. wanted people to kind of see part of the experience as well and to know that you can come out of it, regardless of sometimes it's a scary thing, sometimes you have setbacks. But there's a way to create meaning out of each of the experiences. What do you think, as a, as a marriage family therapist and doctor of clinical hypnosis, what is the importance for human nature to create meaning, mm. to find the meaning, mm. to create and find, and then to express it? Ooh. Um, for me, it, 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 um, it really allows me to go deeper into an experience beyond fear, um, because that's one of the first places you go to. Beyond when, fear. Yes. Mm -hmm. Your life changes forever when you hear the word, it's cancer. cancer. And so it's creating meaning from that experience, creating the meaning for um, your life in general, and to know that we all have an expiration date, Yep. And how are we living now? And that's the greater call. That's the bigger story. Is how do I live? Because cancer um, can, you know, it's not a death sentence. It, it, but it, you know, we, you know, some of us do die from. It. We're going to die anyway. Yep, we are. So we're going to die anyway. So really, the meaning out of any experience is about my. Like, how am I living? And I think the greatest call that we have from the muse, from any experience, is to live our life the most authentically and the most creatively, you know, that we possibly can. Oh, that's beautiful. Any last words you'd like to share with us? 
We are here with Marjorie Miles, Doctor of Clinical Hypnosis, Marriage Family Child Therapist. While you're thinking about your last words, how do people contact you to either be part of your your writing group or be able to receive the healing haiku when it's available? How do people contact you? Well, you can contact me through on my website, uh, which is www.journeyofyourdreams.com. Journeyofyourdreams.com. Marjorie Miles, what are your last statements to us? Dr. Marjorie Miles. I guess that the last statement is, it's actually taken from a poem by um, uh, Jane Cortez. And it really has kind of been the foundation now for the work that I'm doing with infusing the dream, with um, creative expression. And it is find your own voice and use it. Use your own voice and find it. And with that, folks, keep writing, keep connecting. And don't forget to share with us. This is Dr. Carol Francis, Dr. Marjorie Miles. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for this opportunity. Please find out more about Dr. Marjorie Miles' book, Amazon.com. It's called Healing Hiatus. Oh my goodness. Haikus. Healing Haikus, the poetic prescription. Healing Haikus. And join me and Dr. Heather Rivera at their writing retreat. Contact Dr. Heather for more information at 714-580-8803. Thanks for joining Dr. Carol Francis, Talk Radio. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.